merchandise, and everything that goes along in the morphing grid. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Joel, and with me is... Your favorite, Kevin. <laughs> and today we've got, got quite a few things to talk about, you know, despite mm-hmm. this being a holiday week. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll kind of dive into those in a minute. Um, but first, um, as always, we want to stress, underline, you know, really highlight the fact that our podcast stands in solidarity with the black lives matter movement um uh, we encourage our listeners to help out in kind of really pushing the subject any way they can whether that's joining along in a protest in your area signing a petition where possible donating money if that's a thing you're able to do or finding a way that you can uplift black voices um on your platform you know, find a way that you can make small, some small change because, you know, this is not going away. This is not something that just because it's not on your timeline doesn't exist anymore. You know, like we say each time, you know, all lives cannot matter unless black lives matter. So please make sure you're helping in any way that you can. Um, with that said, we'll kind of dive into the first topic, which is going to be the newest episode of Beast Morphers, which is episode 18 of season two crunch time uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> i i have some opinions um but since i've kind of gone on the the start of the episode i'll let kevin start what did you think <laughs> of this episode uh okay i really enjoyed it actually i definitely um we're in the end game mm-hmm. like this is this is setting up the end game um i know someone on twitter mentioned earlier this is the first of a three-part finale so um and it feels like it. It really does feel like it because with Robo Roxy gone um, and everything going on, it's just we're nearing the end of the show, and so we have to start preparing for that end game. Um, I definitely think the action worked really well. Um, there were some really good fight scenes in the episode. The choreography was really well done. Um, it was really nice seeing Blaze back. You know, we hadn't seen Blaze in a while. That was kind of convenient that he came back right now. Um, and it was interesting because, uh, and spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the episode yet. Uh, it wasn't Blaze. It was actually Robo Blaze. <laughs> See, okay. um, that was my problem. Yeah, I, you knew from like the first minute what the issue was, but that he was lying. And I'm a little. I I wish. I was hoping for the Power Rangers to know it, and there to be a reversal onto Blaze, and mm-hmm. that that would be the way they beat him. Mm-hmm. So, um. Not to cut your short, I uh, just no, my, my big issue with this is just that that problem of like they trusted this version of Blaze so easily when there were all kinds of warning signs. You know, um, he takes the hit from the Tronic, and it, it is just a little hurt. Uh, you know the way he treats uh, <laughs> Cruz. There's just like, and there was a moment where I thought like Zoe and Ravi would be the ones who figure it out and are kind of on the outs because of it. But they're just, it was, they trusted him blindly. Um, and I think it kind of, mm-hmm. for me at least, you know, having been able to read that quickly, 
it kind of undercuts everything else that happens in the episode and really messes with the tension. Yeah. Um, I will say, I, I do agree. I think the choreography of this episode was really well done. Um, it did tickle me that the joke at the beginning with Benny and Betty where they like have the cord between the two of them and they knock all the guys down. I'm like, oh, look, it's all mm-hmm. the stunt guys. I was like, they get to do something. <laughs> you know, they get to have right. their face on screen. Go for them. Um, mm-hmm. But also I thought like the, again, the unmorphed fight scene with uh, Ravi and Zoe um, against the Tronics and the Railtron, I thought it was yeah. really well done. And again, I think this has been like a strength of Beast Morphers is we've had so many uh, unmorphed fight scenes. And mm-hmm. I, Power Rangers still doesn't understand how a cold open works. Because, like, they, they're, they're right. just getting beat, and I'm like, morph. You can morph. Morph now. And I'm like, I get we have to wait till Devin <laughs> shows up, but, like, I'm just like, there's you you got to make more sense of, like, why they can't do this. So, again, it's, it's that thing of tension where I think they kind of undercut themselves a lot this episode. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, the thing that intrigues me is actually the Evox and Scrozzle scene. Mm-hmm. Where Evox is like, I have a dark past, and I'm like, leans forward excuse me (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i think that's i think that's really good because like one of the things i've had a problem with with evox is like he just kind of appeared so i'm hoping we get to really find out what his backstory is and what happened to get him where he is today so i definitely think it's going to be interesting to see what the next few episodes bring because at the end of the episode as you know evox is in grid battle force and he's right where he wants to be so they played right into their hands, and I'm curious to see what happens next. Yeah, I, I am too. I, I, it seems a little late to introduce a character motivation for your villain two episodes before it ends, but um, I, I, I want to see how this plays out. Um, I do think the destruction of the Megazords, which like has to happen every series in some way, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was one of the things that was really undercut for me by it, uh, me knowing they're falling into a trap. It's like, wow, we're destroying everything for Blaze. Because <laughs> Blaze mm-hmm. came up with an idea. And it's a really sketchy idea. And I'm glad they questioned it, but it's still just like, wow, we sacrificed all of this for no reason. Yeah. Um, and unless, like, I, I do hope that plays maybe into the next two episodes and that there is kind of a struggle because they don't have swords um, and they did kind mm-hmm. of really mess up a lot of things. So I I, yeah. I do hope that kind of plays into it, but you know, again, like you said, it, it seems like this is a three part finale in a weird way. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting how the next two episodes play with that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was an interesting episode. Um, the the pieces are in place for this to be the finale, and it was also really. So my thing with Blaze was, um, <laughs> uh, I I knew for a few months now that it was Robo Blaze. Um, anyway, um, but because <laughs> you know spoilers on Twitter, you cannot avoid them, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking it more of the mindset of like before the whole Avatar situation, Blaze was a jerk. Yeah. So part of me was also thinking like the Rangers just know okay it's Blaze being Blaze like. That was the kind of thing I looked at it as, is, like, why they didn't truly suspect him. Like, because he just always has been a jerk. Um, but yeah, like, I remember watching towards the end of the episode, and I was like, why has no one texted or checked in on him? Like, even just to be like, hey, meet me at the base, and then him be like, "Where? what? I'm in Japan. Like, <laughs> yeah, or like- and then right when I, well, right when I thought that too, that's when Blaze called and was like, hey, I won the karate tournament. And then I'm like, okay okay 
I, yeah, and there's no way he's not on his social media posting everything he's done in Japan from, like, the second he got off the plane to, like, the tournament. Like, it's just, there's, uh, it's just, it, it was, it felt too easy for him to trick them, especially mm-hmm. at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I was hoping, like I said, for that kind of reversal of it, of the fact that, like, maybe they trap Blaze in his own trap is, like, he thinks he's one and they activate it around him kind of thing, or they teleport yeah. him in there with Evox. I, I just would have liked something that maybe undercuts it a bit. Um, but, you know, again, I think a lot of whether or not this episode works will be determined by the next two. Because mm-hmm. if, if it if those next two do something great, it's like, okay, well, this was a necessary step to get there. If it all yeah. fails, it's like, well, that kind of is a bummer. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see how this all wraps up. Um, you know, yeah, same. We'll, we'll, we got news on Dino Fury, and it feels like a lot of people have already moved on and forgotten about Beast Morphers. So, like, it'll it'll be nice to put this one to bed to see how it all ends and kind of get to judge yeah. Beast Morphers as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely. And one last thing, I remember just now. Did it not feel awkward though when they had the Megazord destruction scene and they had crews like stumbling out? Yeah, that Smash, Smash and Jacks weren't there. <laughs> Not to quote a certain drag race girl, but you know, F my drag, right? But, like, you know... God, you, they, you did it before I was going to. <laughs> that just, that's... It's... Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, he's, that... he's the human. He's an easier costume to maneuver around. Um, I mean, my problem also that seed is, like, one, the Beast Axe Keen Zord was there, and it's like, no, that one is in its separate hangar. And then there were just grid battle force people in there, so I'm like, did other people die? Like... <laughs> There, right. there were people right there that could just grab a stretcher and take it. But like, <laughs> how many other people were here? <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, there's a lot. Of, this is like, it's a, it was a cool, like, it was cool how they used the footage. And I think if the episode had maybe sold it being Blaze a little bit better, had we not gotten so many like yeah. mugging at the camera us getting hints like I, I get this as a show for babies but like you can fake them out and it would have been stronger um yeah but yeah regardless like i said I, it was fine uh a lot of what whether or not this succeeds will hinge on those next two episodes so we'll see uh like you said kind of before we're in the end game this is episode 18 we've got two more episodes uh and then beast morphers will be over mm-hmm also, shout out to, like, the directing that was done in this episode, because that final shot of Evox in the cell just, like, powered down, that was really well done. Like, the lighting and everything, the framing, it was just, it was very, like, creepy. Yeah, that, I, I liked that as well. I, I think they, it, it's, it's, it's that thing with Power Rangers where, like, when they do something good, it's very good. When they do something bad, it's real bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, I, I think, I, I agree, I think that was really good, um. I just, you know, can't wait to find out what that secret is because I was like, uh, excuse me, moi? <laughs> like, what, what, what do you, you have a motivation? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, uh, with that said, we'll kind of move on to the next topic, which is yeah. the deck building game from Renegade Studios. Uh, the pre order is active and live. If you have not pre ordered, you have till December 8th. Uh, Kevin, you know, ha- have you pre ordered yet? <laughs> you know 
I have not. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting a little bit longer. I'm as a, I'm still doing some Christmas shopping and getting that yeah. together before I can really pre-order. I will be pre-ordering, of course. Yeah. Um, I also have gotten distracted with another card game, so that also took up some money for me. I was gonna say, I was <laughs> um, like, you gave money to someone else and didn't get the deck building game you were excited. Like, you know, listen, I got a very limited pre-release <laughs> of a certain card game involving monsters that are digital instead of pocket and i have no regrets because i'll be picking up the deck building game pre-order very soon so i i have love in my heart for multiple fandoms yes we'll 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 see we'll see we'll check in next week and see if we've (laughs) pre-ordered yeah so if you're listening today um that means you still have a few days left to Mm pre-order so please if you're interested support the game get the pre-order in um Go ahead and pick it up now while you can and get it a little, a little bit early than some of the stores that would be going through the regular retail route. So. And also, you're getting the bonus of the White Ranger character card, which may not be included in the retail mm-hmm. release. So, you know, definitely exactly. get in on that as well. Um, there you go. So, kind of moving on into comics, just want to give a reminder to everyone that Mighty Morphin number 2 will be releasing on December 9th. That'll be the next comic that comes out. Mm-hmm go to your local comic shops please support them um you know this is we say it every episode when we talk about comic books these small businesses have definitely been hit with the covid pandemic you know they probably had to mm-hmm. shut down for time definitely they need your business so you know yeah if you don't have a pull list with them go and get a pull list you know pick up other comic books you know pick up trades of the power ranger ones you know if you have a Power Ranger fan that's lapsed, that's a perfect Christmas present, you know? Um, it is. So just definitely support your local comic shops. You know, head out, mm-hmm. pick up Mighty Morphin number two when it releases on December 9th. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird. It's weird too because, like, I just realized this. Like, it feels like it's been forever since we've gotten a new issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're not <laughs> like after having that. one every week. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I miss that. I miss it. <laughs> I think with these two books now it's mm-hmm. going to be nice to have that little bit of a break and kind of get to breathe yeah. at certain moments. Um, oh, yeah. So, but, yeah. Agreed. Again, December 9th, the next issue. Go to your comic shop. Get that thing on a pull list. Uh, but yes. moving on into merchandise, um, we've had two kind of big updates. Um, we talked about like a week or two ago about the PCS collectible statues. Um, we finally got pictures of what the Rita statue will look like. Um, did you get mm-hmm. to see these, Kevin? I did, yes. Um, it looks. I don't better. know how I feel about it. To it me, looks yeah, it looks better. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think the problem is though, and I think this is the problem that Power Rangers as a franchise has is like human faces are hard. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, I think it'll look better in person, like with the finished product. Yeah. But um, as of right now, it's not really for me. Um, yeah. I don't really collect the statues anyway. But I think it's really cool to see Rita getting all this love. Um, Especially when, like, it took so long to get her first action figure on the market, so... Yeah, and so we've had um, a figure and a statue now with her, which is, like, kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, it, well, two figures, actually, if you count oh, yeah. the samurai one that has the soulless expression. <laughs> yeah, well, and so it's interesting, just not to, like, belabor this point, but bringing up the fact of, like, faces yeah. being hard with Power Rangers, Rita is also a very particular case, and the fact that she's technically had, like, two faces within the show three if you count the movie version because three different actresses played her and that's not even mm-hmm. digging into the voice issue as well where it's like it's like four different people will play that character um mm-hmm. so it's you know how do you balance that thing of which Rita yeah. do you go with and like 
you know, is it the Carla Perez or is it, you know, the original Japanese actress? You know, how do you mm-hmm. kind of thread that needle? So, and I'm sure it's yeah. also a like likeness thing of like, if mm-hmm. if it looks like Carla Perez, do you have to pay her to like have this product look like her? Um, yeah. So it, it is a kind of interesting thing with the faces, but yeah, I do think it came out better than like the original like design sculpt that we saw. Um, oh yeah. I, and I, I kind of can't wait to see what the Black Ranger looks like in this style. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm still tempted. So we'll see. I haven't just made <laughs> the jump yet. Um, but oh, also in news, uh, <laughs> kind of found out something big about the Lightning Collection. Um, the Spectrum boxes, which we thought were just for Wave Seven, are actually going to be used for the Versus Pack and Monsters as well. And people are already finding them. Um, so let's take a moment of silence for Living Ranger Key <laughs> for a second. Like let's just God God bless him and his lightning logbook because he now has much more to add and yeah. I think when the when the Spectrum boxes were announced and it was like we were shown the Wave Seven ones, it, there was a lot of like okay, cool. It's different boxes it's interesting how it's changed now kind of the thought process now that they've shown off these versus packs um and the monsters as well um Mm -hmm. i knew you and i talked about it we're like it actually makes kind of sense for the versus packs Um, oh yeah because like the big switch i think for the boxes is that rather than it being like the face forwarding art it's them like in profile and i think it on the versus box which is are supposed to be these battles between two characters it makes a lot more sense um, and mm-hmm. it's like, ah, this should have been specifically for the versus packs that they even in a way. Um, but I think they mm-hmm. look really great. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm not actively going to be looking for them because, you know, like I've got the Anderson Astronomy pack already pre-ordered from Hasbro Pulse in the regular box. But if I came across them, I, I may grab the like Astronomy and Andros one if I find that yeah. Spectrum box. It does look really nice. Um I think they're really well designed, um, and I mm-hmm. think you know if this is a thing going forward for Target, I I would I would like to see more characters get that kind of treatment. Right. Yeah. No. I think it's definitely something that um, is designed for the collectors in mind. Um, but I think it's interesting, like you said, because some people are kind of meh about it, and some people are actually really excited about them. Um, I know in one of the lightning groups I'm in on Facebook, uh, someone actually found the Spectrum Green Ranger, and they posted it for trade, and they were like, I want the regular Green Ranger, so if you want the Spectrum box and you want to trade, let's trade. Um, so it's definitely interesting to see like the reactions some people are having to it, and some people like it, some people don't. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, ultimately it's, it's a style thing. If you like it, you like it. If you mm-hmm. don't, you don't. Um, it is a specific retailer, so if you don't shop at Target you, and you you want them, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. It, it's, again, it, go with your gut. If, if it doesn't mm-hmm. matter and you're going to open it regardless, I would say get the, get whatever's easiest to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, well, but, and if you are if you really do want it, you know, happy hunting, sometimes that's kind of how it is. <laughs> yeah, but I think one thing that makes me happy about it is, and I, I think back to... Um, the troubles power rangers has had being in stores like i know like some stores won't carry them at all like some walmarts because they don't sell well you know they won't keep a stock or they won't replenish it so 
I do like the fact that Hasbro is trying to push some exclusivity stuff and like really trying to get Power Rangers out there in the stores. Um, so I do think it like, I know some fans think it's like an oversaturation and it's kind of ridiculous they're doing that, but I think it's also interesting to look at it from a, hey, they're actively trying to court <laughs> these stores and get their product on the shelf. So I, I think that's good on them. So I'm excited about that. That's one thing I do appreciate about these Spectrum boxes is the sign of effort. Yeah, and it's also, uh, you know, Target, in a weird way, not to talk about them wholly, but they, they've kind of been pivoting to kind of being more collector-based in certain areas of their toy aisles. Um, mm -hmm. And also, like, there's not really another specialty store that would be able to carry these. There's not a Toys R Us no. on a large scale anymore. Um, there's not really another retailer that I think would work for this. Um, you know, we've, right. we've had the GameStop exclusives, which are fine but i don't seem to have apparently sold very well with like you know psycho blue getting so like sold at five dollars per one towards the <laughs> end like you know I, I think this is a fine thing to have happen because i don't think it's ultimately and you know it's not like the figures are different it's not like it's an exclusive right. figure it's the same figures it's just a different box so yeah i feel like in the scheme of things this is fine um, oh yeah no i don't think i don't know if there's any major problems with it yeah if it was like it would be something wholly different if like the astronomer in the versus pack was a different one than the regular box i'd be like hey hold on why are we doing that <laughs> or yeah. if like you know andrews had a different face sculpt, or if it was battle damage or anything like that but it, it is literally mm -hmm. the same figures you're not like it's yep. just a box um yeah <laughs> so you know again decide if you want to hunt for them or not um but like i said if i come across them yeah i may go may snatch one up um, there you go but moving on dino fury has officially yes. begun filming um and started production over in new zealand um so mm -hmm. we got a picture or a picture was kind of sent out like across fandom sites of a table read with the entire cast uh mm -hmm. there um, and we've also started getting little comments from Simon Bennett saying, you know, he thinks they're doing like the best work they've ever done. He thinks it's going to be an outstanding season of Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. um, and along with this, apparently it looks like there's been casting for minor characters being revealed by the Power Scoop. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, it looks like they were using people for bl Buzz Blast employees, which could be the new hangout spot for the mm -hmm. season. Um, and then other mm -hmm. minor roles, which are like an astronomer, spectators out of track and field runners. Uh, so it, it seems like we're kind of getting some hints of what, uh, Dino Fury might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the theories I read about Buzz Blast is that it's going to be, um, where they are working from or potentially working yeah. at or hanging out. And then that it could potentially be a, um, coffee shop. So, um, people talk about that, like the word buzz being like coffee. So I could see that, um, yeah. that'd be kind of cool. That'd be a different setting. Like. It kind of reminds me of Friends or Sabrina the Teenage Witch. They had their coffee shops. Yeah. Um, well, it, but... for some reason, the <laughs> name Buzz Blast makes me think of that, like, space-themed restaurant from Toy Story. Um, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Where, I, where my brain kind of goes with that. Uh, it is interesting. Yeah. yeah. With the, like, that one trailer that they made for Dino Fury with the ship. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I guess that's actually going to play a part in this yeah so yeah the ship was stock footage but if i remember correctly that the first synopsis mentioned like aliens coming back to earth and yeah which which follows with the re soldier storyline the druidon tribe um so i'm assuming that like the astronomer role is probably either going to be like a very bit role where like they they you know kind of like yeah. with the zeo serials for the machine empire where they like look in the telescope and they're like oh something's coming um 
I do think for the track and field, I'm assuming that one of our rangers will be a track and field runner or enthusiast. Um, which... It makes me think the Green Ranger. I think she will be, because that, that makes the most sense yeah. to me. Which cracks me up, considering Kira Major and their Green Ranger, who is also female and is also a track and field runner. <laughs> yeah, which I'm sure probably influenced it in a weird way, because it's that thing mm-hmm. of, like, you can't help but once you hear something, it be stuck in your head. So I'm sure, you know, yeah. unintentionally, it's a reference to it. Um, yeah, which would be nice. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it's a good sign that, you know, we're starting to get things together. Obviously, um, there are resurgences of COVID-19, which could impact the series. It could impact, you know, filming delays. Um, I wouldn't be surprised though, because there's also ways they can work around that with the Sentai footage and like using dubbing from like, you know, one person in an ADR booth at a time and stuff like that. So I, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if like we see this season rely a little more on Sentai footage. Yeah, I was thinking that I, too. Um, yeah, but I mean, if we even look at the latest like Neo Saban seasons, I mean, aside from like Dino Charge, a lot of the casts are very small. Um, mm-hmm. there are exceptions where like you know crossovers yeah. legendary yeah. battle but most of the time it is a very small cast um mm-hmm. we may just maybe not see as many on more fights because i think those are probably going to be harder to film oh yeah um yeah they would be but yeah i'd be curious uh, kind of how this affects things um you know thankfully new zealand and australia are two of the like they've handled COVID the best they've had cases mm-hmm. drop significantly so i mean mm-hmm. you know the kind of good thing for the cast is they're there um i i don't know how much it'll be impacted but you know it'll be curious yeah. kind of to see what ends up happening with this series and kind of oh, how yeah. that changes things yeah you know this would be a funny season if they did like the ninja battle modes from season three or from ninja steel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where they had the mask and that's how we get our unmarked fights is they're in those suits so that would be actually really clever if they did that yeah um, it'll be it, it'll be interesting I, i'm still yeah. what i'm kind of still wanting to know is what the villain plot is going to be and how mm-hmm. they uh kind of how that that gets utilized because it you know yeah the minasars are a very particular thing in Ryu soldier that i think mm-hmm. would be hard to kind of use yeah on our side uh um, yeah I don't know. I mean, one thing that we've definitely seen in recent years is that, um, you know, with Dino Charge, Ninja Steel, and Beast Morphers, they really try to have that central villain figure for season one, and then maybe it changes up for season two. So I wouldn't be surprised if we either get an original villain or if they use a villain from later in the season and put them at the beginning of the season, like what happened with Beast Morphers and Ninja Steel. Um, yeah, to have I, them be a central figure. I feel like that's Geisorg. I feel like that the Geisorg armor has to be used. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it definitely feels like it would be the one to be kind of bumped up and made bigger, a bigger uh, presence in yeah. Power Rangers. Uh, but, yeah. you know, like I said, I kind of can't wait till we get that first trailer and we get to see the cast in action. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we get to see kind of what the feel and tone of Dino Fury is. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I mean, I think Simon's comments are very um, obviously. I mean, he ha- obviously he's working on it, so he's going to have a little bit of, a, you know, in his viewpoint, what he's doing. But um, given the quality of Beast Morphers and given a lot of the things that have improved over the past two years, I am remaining hopeful. And I, I'll say it like this: and um, with Neo Saban era, like I never really had watched a season week to week all the way through. Like I would either catch up on it later on or like I would stop midway through and just not finish it. Yeah. Um, 
So for me to continue watching Beast Morphers is a sign to how much I've been enjoying it. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, I think a lot of what... Uh, the the reason why we're getting these comments from Simon is, I mean, this is his first season as showrunner. So, I mean, he is kind mm-hmm. of... the This is his first go at things. You know, he is injecting something new. So, I mean, it probably is different and it probably is exciting. But So I'm kind of curious yeah. to see what that changes if there is a tonal change um from you know beats morphers to dino theory and Mm -hmm. if there is kind of a shift in how they're telling stories um so again that's another thing that just kind of i can't wait to see what this looks like i mean you know we'll probably you know provided things don't go awry with COVID 19 you know we should probably hopefully see our first Mm -hmm. kind of glimpses of things as we get into january and february so um, keep yep. an eye out um, and you know obviously here at uh, May the Power Protect you we'll definitely be talking about it that's um, right so to keep in the dino realm <laughs> Kevin you have finished the first season of Dino Charge in your rewatch um, yes finally <laughs> two months okay. later it's, it's, it's understandable it is completely understandable um, but uh, with that complete oh you know, what did you think of that first season of Power Rangers Dino Charge? Oh, man. So, you know, I'm going to say this because I've also started dipping back into Dino Supercharge. So that's also kind of influencing some of my thoughts. Um, but I enjoyed my rewatch. Um, I definitely, after having watched um, Samurai and Megaforce and Super Megaforce, um, I definitely feel like Dino Charge is kind of like an uptick for the Neo Saban era. I know there's some people that don't enjoy it as much. Um which is fair. Everyone has their opinions and I respect that. Um, but I tend to have a, a little bit more fun with Dino Charge than I did with Megaforce and Super Megaforce, especially Super Megaforce. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I definitely enjoyed a lot of the episode plots. Um, I feel like with Samurai and Megaforce and Super Megaforce, they relied a lot on episodic plots with like little mini arcs, but it felt like for Dino Charge first season that it was like one big plot overall. Um, I definitely think for me, some of the highlights were definitely the cast. Uh, I definitely think that, you know, Samurai and Megaforce had some good cast members on it, but they weren't directed well. And I feel like the directing definitely went up some in this season, and that reflects on how the cast performs. Because um, as a whole, I love the Dino Charge cast. I love yeah. um, Brennan, Camille, Yoshi, Michael, James, Claire. Um, they're all fabulous, and they work really well together um definitely my mvp for the season i think would be shelby she is definitely a really well-written ranger and she her willingness to never give up is also really fun um also of course i cannot forget davi as uh, our gold ranger ivan um he was definitely a big highlight for me like he giving him the role of the knight was a really good choice because he really hams it up and like eats up every scene he is in um and I definitely love watching him interact with the Rangers and watching his general focus episodes, um, especially uh, in his first episode when <laughs> he tries to join the team and like he's just like looking down on them. And he's like, "Oh, I'm better than you all." Um, yeah, like, it's just... I, I think that Knights of Amber Beach thing from that episode. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. it's one of the most memorable things I think in the Neo Saban era. You know, yes, it it's is. cheesy, yes, it's stupid, yes, it's kind of goofy, but I think it, it's. One, you know, you have Davi doing this, like, very committed role with, you know, uh, Ivan's kind of demeanor. And then you mm-hmm. have just all these random characters he's made to assemble. I, I think it just shows the kind of the strengths of that. Um, yeah. So, 
you know, kind of what, I, you know, sorry to interrupt, but kind of what, no, you're what good. else would you say would be kind of a highlight from the, your rewatch? I think the villains are a lot more enjoyable in this season. Um, I definitely loved Sledge and his crew. Um, I know if Samurai Xandrid was a good villain, um, but also was very one note at times, like yeah. mostly because of Shinkinger and like how they did that. Um, Megaforce and Super Megaforce, they were basically stripped down versions of their Sentai counterparts. And to be quite honest, the Armada was not as threatening as they could have been. Um, but with Sledge and his crew, like there was a lot of fun there because there was a lot of competition between characters. There was a lot of personality in them. Like Fury is a really good villain because of, like all of his scheming. Um, Poissandra also is a lot of fun. Um, Sledge is also a good character too, I think. Like he definitely is obsessed with his end goal. Um, one of the things I did have a problem with though was basically the overall storyline with the villains and the fact that you know 65 million years ago or however long it was like you know they're existing and he has this ship full of bounty hunters and they literally are living on the ship for 65 million years until they can come back to earth and i'm like so they're really old obviously but also like what would they have done in lockdown for 65 million years yeah if you think so so about it yeah yeah it's not like great (laughs) exactly like i would have probably loved like maybe like sledge left and then he went to become like he was a bounty hunter to begin with and maybe he had like one or two aliens in his ship but then like when he comes back to earth he has a full ship of aliens and he has an army to use for the purpose of getting the energy so that would have been kind of a good way to rewrite that but um you know it's fine um but i definitely think like overall the episodes are a lot more enjoyable in terms of action and also in terms of what's available um you know i definitely think that they were very wise in using kyoryuger because it has a lot of dynamic fight scenes really good character designs really good zord designs um i definitely think overall dino charge was definitely an improvement over um super mega force and it stands well on its own it's definitely one of my top 10 yeah um i will say of course there are some issues that i really think could have been fleshed out i do think that um while some of the characters are fleshed out really well for the first season i do feel like um riley was one that kind of went into the background a little bit um he got a couple of focus episodes but i yeah. really would have liked what i really would have liked to have seen was um well first of all i mean every gay fan wants charlie to be real let's be real um <laughs> but uh See, can no I, can I, I argue that can i argue sure that? go ahead i i sure. don't want Chase and Riley together. I just want Riley to be openly gay. I want that okay. to be confirmed. That works. I, I don't need the two of them together because I still maintain when we talk about Dino Supercharge, Ivan's descendant and Riley. We'll That's just fair. say we'll just say what you know it happened. Um, I say it happened at least if it didn't happen on screen, it definitely happened off screen. But um, I think <laughs> even getting that character, um, I think you can if you're a fandom and you want to argue Chase can be bisexual and he can end up with Riley. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah I, 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 it's interesting that you think he kind of didn't get a lot of screen time because I do think that's kind of one of those strengths I think of Dino Charge is they did a great job of balancing the cast. Whereas, yeah, they you know, did. Obviously, I think the Red Ranger gets the most focus. You know, she'll yeah. be kind of as one of the like main female rangers for the most of the first season. She kind of gets a focus as well. But I do think overall, I think they did a great job of balancing yeah. them in that first season. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think they do. I just, I feel like, like, Riley got his focus, but I feel like there's more they could have done with his character, if yeah. that makes sense. And like, they, one they of the also, things... He also has a brother that I think doesn't get as much as we thought he was going to get. Because mm-hmm. I remember when he was first yeah. introduced, everyone was like, well look who's gonna be a ranger and it's like well yeah it didn't happen but Um, they yeah but they didn't go with the obvious stuff um 
I will say, and this is my opinion, um, I do think with Riley, because, like, he talks about being an outsider in one of his focus episodes and, like, feeling like he doesn't fit in. And I think that they could have really played up the fact that he grew up in a rural area and on a farm. As someone that has grown up in a small town and a farming town, like, I related to Riley on a lot of that. Um, So I definitely think there's some things they could have probably focused on a little bit more and really elaborated on. Um, But ultimately... You know, it is what it is. The show's been done now for six years, basically. Yeah. Um, so it's not a big deal at the end of the day. Um, but I definitely agree that they did balance the cast well. I think even the villains got quite a bit of focus on their own. Um, the monsters were fun. Some of the plots were fun. Um, some were a bit weak. Um, I know there was the episode with the farting monster. Um, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, he created a red mist. Um, and it was interesting because they definitely used, like, some Kyoryuji monsters that were very Japan-specific. Um, I think of, like, Wish Star, who was, like, based off of Japanese wishing cards. And they they played it off well, though, because they played it off as, like, oh, do a wish card. And, like, they explain what it is, but they don't make a big deal about it being, like, weird or different or anything like that. So, um, yeah. And I, yeah. Think, I think kind of one of the strengths of Dino Charge as well is it doesn't feel like a reskinned Kyoryuger in a way that um, I think, you know, definitely Samurai is essentially Shinkinger with the, like, serial code filed off. Um, right. Kind of English then... name slapped on it. And it's Megaforce and Super Megaforce are their own thing in, in a way, but they still kind of hew closely. Um, I <laughs> yeah. think Dino Charge does a good job of being able to be kind of, in certain areas, whole cloth its own thing. Um, yeah, I agree. I think specifically the first two episodes of the season and then the last two um in dealing with kind of them getting the inner gems and then at the end with the purple inner gem and kind of that mm-hmm. whole storyline, I think is so well done. Um, oh yeah. That I think kind of Dino charge in a way sets Dino supercharge up to fail because there's no way it could ever do what that first mm-hmm. season does. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind yeah. Of- I, yeah, that was actually one of my highlights of the season was the auxiliary Rangers. Um, and sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, yeah. So it, uh, I think with uh, with uh, Prince Philip, who becomes the Graphite Ranger, and Kendall, who becomes our Purple Ranger, they did a really good job of setting all that up and making a nice little arc for those characters. Um, more so, more so Kendall, um, and there's really good payoff in that. So I agree that um, they definitely have like stronger beats. Um, one of the things I don't like about the season, and this is the problem that I think uh, all the Neo Saban seasons have had recently in recent years and beast morphers is they try to keep the season one and season two as their own self-contained things yeah and so dino charge season one ends with them thinking they've won and all the rangers disperse and they kind of explain it as like you know you all can be called back if we need you like there's only two more energems left to find um we'll have coda and ivan like help us in searching for this like you all are free to go and I'm not the biggest fan of that trope. I'm not a big... Like, I know Ninja Steel does it. I know Beast Morphers does it. Um, Samurai kind of did it, but they kind of left it open-ended and, like, our fight still continues. Um, But I definitely think that's a weakness. Um, Instead of having it be... And at the end of the season one, they have the shot of Snide, like, coming out of a cell, like, saying, like, it's my turn now. So it's kind of redundant because it's like, okay, your fight is over with. You don't have to do anything anymore. And then... They, we know they're going to have to come back. So that's definitely a trope of the Neo Saban seasons that I just, it doesn't sit well with me personally. Um, just because then they have to take so much extra time and this bleeds into a little Dino Supercharge. They have to put that extra time in to reintroduce the characters and say, here's why they're back. Yeah. And whereas if it was just like, oh, this is another day. Um, and I think it would be stronger. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with that. And I think the again, the, that's a that's a problem I think with them being more on Nick than anything else because yeah. it forces them into this two season structure and therefore yeah. they have to have a quote unquote season finale. Yeah. Which like it, it's yeah, I, I can agree with that. <laughs> um yeah. it, it so is frustrating. It, yeah. Um I mean the other I think the other downside, the one we're not talking about, but we all know as a downside to Dino Charge is um Keeper. <laughs> he ugh. Go ahead. I get why he has to exist and I get why they feel they need to have him. But he does nothing after that point that is of mm-hmm. importance other than get kidnapped or get advice. Know. Yeah, oh, advice, air quotes. Uh, him he did Jim- a few times. <laughs> yeah, he occasionally. But mm-hmm. he, occasionally he kind of goes to the Demetria school of giving advice, which is like, was this really helpful? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just he's. I, I think mentors are a thing that like. Power Rangers has a weird struggle with is it doesn't always know exactly how to handle them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also that what Dino Charge has that kind of messes with that as well is Kendall is kind of also a mentor in a weird way mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she's running the ship when we first get there. Um, and she kind of spearheads a lot of things in even going into Dino Supercharge. So yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I think there is kind of that missing element. Um, and honestly, like I wish we kind of maybe just would have put Zeno wing there the entire time versus having, uh, keeper which is a whole creation and also they didn't know how to animate eyes apparently because god does keeper keep his eyes open for so long and that is so unsettling <laughs> <laughs> a little bit it's yeah. just blink my man just blink once yeah. or twice like, it's, <laughs> yeah it's just it's, yeah. it's like, again I, i'm never gonna fault because i think a lot of what dino charge does well is just swinging for the fences and trying something um i just think maybe keeper was like one of those things of like we either do a new villain or we do a new mentor. You can't do both. <laughs> like choose right. one. Well, and I, I think what would have been interesting, and they could have easily written it off this way, is just that like Keeper can only observe. He can't necessarily intervene. Yeah. Like I think that would have been an interesting thing where like maybe they could have written it as the dinosaurs came to protect him from Fury, then they bonded to the Energems by like stepping on them or something or taking them. Um but like him being like, I can only observe and give advice. I can't actively do anything. I can't actively fight. And that could have even been a really good moment where like maybe he does have to fight for once and then that kind of messes things up. So Yeah. Kind of, just kind of like take... the... Go ahead. Yeah, just a way to take him off the board that like is kind of heroic. Yeah, it just there he was just he's a weird he's he's the thing that doesn't fit and therefore mm-hmm. like never quite works. But uh, you know, that being said, I I agree with kind of all your points as far as like Dino Charge. I do think this is kind of the strongest of the Neo Saban, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it is kind of there's a reason why it gets referenced a lot. There's a reason why people kind of love it. Um, Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I I definitely think that Brennan is going to become like the Jason of the new the Neo Saban era, like the one that everyone wants to come back all the time. So yeah, and they're they're all more than happy to you know for the most part it seems like the, a lot of them had a great time you know i think mm-hmm. the fact that james has been on in various <laughs> roles <laughs> yeah yeah god uh, bless know, james yeah i love him he's so much wonderful. he's adorable i yeah. mean it, 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 you know we, we have to thank dino charge for giving us you know the first of the starso brothers 
you know, with Yoshi, mm-hmm. um, who mm-hmm. are big fans, and also congrats to Yoshi on and his wife on having their first child. Uh, yeah. By the way, <laughs> but yeah, I cannot wait. <laughs> giving guests Yoshi and kind of getting you know his enthusiasm and his kind of what he brought to it, and you know, apparently. You know, from what he said, you know, he kind of even helped on set when there were multiple dino chargers with production. And they're like, well, which one is it that we're using? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Well, I I cannot wait until Yoshi's Child is on season 50 of Power Rangers <laughs> as the next Blue Ranger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the legacy he has to live up to, I guess. Um, but yeah. we'll see. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I kind of can't wait till you get to Dino Supercharge because that'll be where we'll have... A, a more interesting I, conversation <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i've already watched the first two episodes and i definitely i think dino charges legacy as a whole and this will be something we can discuss next time is having such an incredible strong start and i think that's a problem that is in recent seasons as well save for beast morphers which we'll see how it falls out after everything's said and done um but i definitely you can see some cracks in, in the armor for Dino Supercharge in yeah. the very in the very beginning, which is a little worrisome. Um, there's definitely some like I'll just say this: I watched one of the episodes where they where they forget things, like the second episode. Is that the and track was, one? Yeah, and there's a okay. lot there's a lot of like plot holes in that episode, and I'm just like, okay, this is definitely declining writing quality. <laughs> I mean, I will say, I'm never going to complain whenever, like, Brennan and Yoshi take their shirt off. So, I mean, like... <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I, when we get through, I think, to Dino Supercharge, I think it'll be kind of interesting to discuss the fact that, like, again, I think the two-season structure is what hurts it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's you have to add something to... <sighs> you have to have season two justify, like, new and exciting things. Yes. And, and sometimes and... within the sentai that exists and you have like the upgrades or you have a a logical kind of second half that you can build but with like mm-hmm. kiruga there really wasn't one um, it was more of a one like straight line through yeah and so because of that they have to invent you know not only the snide character but the like armor and and again we'll get into that kind of when we talk about dino supercharge but yeah i just i think I think so much of it is it has to justify the second season that really didn't need to be justified. Um, yeah. Again, but yeah, we'll, we'll kind of dig into that when we get into Dino Supercharge. But overall, you know, I think we can gotta both agree. I think Dino Charge is one of the strongest seasons mm-hmm. of the Neo Zealand yeah. area. Um, oh yeah, and I, definitely. And, and I think kind of it. It'll be fun once you get through Dino Supercharge for us to go back and kind of talk about that one. Yeah, yeah. My goal is hopefully. Um to get through Dino Supercharge before the end of the year and then get through Ninja Steel by the time that uh, we get to Dino Fury. So that would be nice. And maybe even a Beast Morphers rewatch if I can fit it in somehow. But Yeah. Uh, Ninja Steel will be interesting as well. Because I... I... That's, a, yeah. that's one of those shows where it's like, I want it to do well, and it just disappoints every time. <laughs> well, I think Ninja Steel is going to be interesting too because... I... The Sentai doesn't always have to impact a season. Like, you can always do so much with it. But from what I've seen and understood with Ninja Steel's source footage, like, it almost seems like some of that is not to blame, obviously, because they could write around that. I mean, they could ob- yeah. they could obviously write around that. But 
it put limitations on them yeah it's that thing of like you can only do so much with what you have and when Mm -hmm. what you have is kind of hampered to begin with it is it is hard Um, right but yeah but i'm kind of with that you know look forward to us talking more about these kind of seasons as kevin kind of goes through them and we'll kind of hopefully kind of get updates on those soon uh but with that said that's going to kind of wrap up today's episode um if you want to reach out to us you can reach us on twitter at may the power pod um if you want to send us an email with you know comments suggestions a review tell us what we're doing great tell us what we're doing bad um topic ideas discussion points or if you want to come on as a guest send us an email at maythepowerpod at gmail.com um if you want to reach out to me you can find me on most of social media at thespis punk and where can they find you kevin they can find me on twitter spewing my hot power rangers takes as well as my excitement for the digimon card game available now at bridge mt3 <laughs> And so, again, we thank you all for listening to us. We appreciate every one of you. And we're always happy to see kind of how many listeners we have out there. Uh, But with that said, as always, may may the the power power protect you. you.